Have you ever met someone who excused slavery in order to justify abortion? Let's talk about how we can respond. Come debrief with us. Hello, my name is Maggie, and I'm here with Ethan and Seth, and we are debriefing pro-life outreach. And surprise, surprise, I have the outreach highlight for today. So last week I was doing Decline to Sign, and we did another episode about that. So I'll put that in the show notes. So if you don't remember what Decline to Sign is, but well, I guess just quickly, it's where we go and talk to people who are considering signing to get this pro-abortion thing on the ballot in November. So my friends and I were at a library, which I usually think of libraries as being way more chill places to do decline <laughs> to sign rather than like not uh, rather than like outside the liberal coffee shop mm-hmm. near us where we've been doing it. But anyway, this was not super chill because the guy collecting signatures got so mad at us. He was calling us the meanest names. And then two ladies from the library came out and told us we weren't allowed to be out there handing out our information our red pin amendment language papers. This document showing all the amendment and the problems with it. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So I called Seth and asked him like if he knew anything about that and like weren't we allowed to be there doing that? And anyway, while we were on the phone, this guy left. So we don't really know if he left because of us, but it did seem like I thought he would be there for longer. And so he got mad and left. So I will say we've seen, I think that we have seen a lot of people who, when you show up, they do get really frustrated because yeah. they don't expect any kind of pushback and it really lowers their numbers. People don't like to sign when they have this confusion minimum and then they see our problems we lay out with the, our, the amendment. I think a lot of them are, it's really, I'm encouraged by that you did that and he left. I think a lot of people don't see that, don't understand the value or impact of going out there, just being out there. Mm, that's good to hear because I feel like a lot of times people like hurry up and sign because they don't like the tension mm. but I hope that that's true that it actually does cause people to wait and I mean there definitely different experiences right yeah. those who are already hard hard line encouragement yeah they just want to get and get out and sign it but mm. there are those who still are open-minded just like yeah. in the outreach right you're looking for the open-minded people yeah and that's why we need to be there because if someone doesn't realize how extreme it is then they might just go ahead and sign. Like sign I remember definitely. you saying, Seth, that you talked to some lady who like was five people weeping. one day. It was like she, her, she almost was yeah crying, like just like shocked at how knowing that she had signed this thing that mm. would not only make abortion legal. That's the biggest problem of all. But even she was realizing it would make it remove parental consent. So if her daughter had an abortion, mm. she would have no say in it, and that was really grieving to her. Yeah. Well, speaking of all this decline to sign, let me put in a little promo for our website, volunteer.createdequal.org. Yes. Um, definitely go there, check out Decline to Sign Tips so you can help us fight this pro-abortion ballot initiative. And also, we're going to be rolling out some new volunteer opportunities here coming up that you will want to be aware of. Eventually, Decline to Sign, we won't be doing anymore, but that does not mean we need to stop fighting. We're still going to need volunteers to help us with other outreach projects, showing people the reality of abortion and helping to save the lives of unborn babies so just a little plug there for the yes. volunteer website yeah go register and complete your profile with your information so we can send you information when there are events near you yeah that way you can join us yes and then yeah. you can debrief with us yeah yes. there we go <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if you could come join us and do those things with us all right the clip today is one from a high school ian had this clip talking to a young man i thought it was shocking when I, because I was standing right nearby Ian, and I was, I was actually hearing this conversation go on as it was happening. Basically, this kid defends slavery. Basically, so basically. I'll, <laughs> I'll explain more after we listen to it. 
developed in me, but that doesn't mean I'm allowed to kill you, right? Um, so why do we why do we say that for a baby when it's growing inside of the womb? I don't know. People have sick minds. Yeah. So don't you think abortion should be should be illegal then? If it's coming from a sick mind, that people are wanting to do that. There's a lot of sick minds and a lot of categories, and some things are legal, some things aren't. I mean, slavery for a long time wasn't illegal, and it was still allowed to happen. But there were still reasons for that. So there's still reasons for abortions, you know, to still happen. But there's reasons for abortions to not happen. Right. But slavery was wrong for people to do, even though it was legal, right? Yes. So even if people have reasons for why they're doing it, and even if it's if it is legal for them to do, aren't there some things that we know intuitively that are wrong, even if it if the world says it's legal or you can do it? I mean, there's two ways to look at it. But with slavery, you know, it was it was horrible. Black people was enslaved. They picked cotton. You know, they they went through yeah. a really long millennial lifetime. It was, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. But the you know, Caucasians, the, the whites, they was making a lot of profit out of it with with cotton productions and, and cooperations and stuff. They was they was making bank. So there's always something good come out of something bad. It's just the way you view it. Alright, well if you follow us on Instagram, follow us at the debrief or debrief with us, <laughs> then you can go watch the scoper clip and what is particularly striking about it to me is that he's not a Caucasian boy. Mm. So it's like, it's like he has skin in the game. Yeah, not a good way to put it. I mean, literally, I suppose. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not. So he's not just a, a white kid who has yeah no perhaps ancestral heritage. With yeah, exactly. So it was particularly shocking to me that he seems to be saying this. I mean, he says slavery was wrong, but it almost seems like he's okay with it having happened. Because well, of it, the quote-unquote good that came from it. They were making bank. Mm -hmm. That yeah, to me true. is just... That to me is one of the most shocking parts of what he says mm. in there. Just how casually... And that's the good that he saw coming out of slavery. Yeah. Do you guys think he's really saying it's good, though? Or like he's just saying... Because like there's a lot of just moral gray. People say, like, you know, you don't know what you really would have believed if you lived 200 years ago because... It was a different time, and so we shouldn't judge them because it was a different time and stuff. And mm -hmm. you think he's actually saying it was justifiable because of those reasons, or just that it's like it's kind of hard to really judge because they had benefits, pros, cons. Like I guess I'm confused on what mm -hmm. you think his position actually is. Hmm. That's an interesting question because to me it sounded like he really was justifying okay. it because they're making bank. But I mean, I don't know. You're giving him the benefit of the doubt there. But I could see it going both ways. I think if he had said something like that in any other context, though, on social media, mm, true, he he would have been, you know, run out of town. Canceled. To put it metaphor, well, canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that's the correct terminology for our day and age. <laughs> right. So, that's a good point. I yeah, I think he could be saying both things, but in a different context, he would have been treated much more harshly for even saying that it's possible that good could come out of slavery. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. Earlier in the conversation, he had already justified abortion for many reasons. He justified it for young girls because of quality of life okay. um, when they're inside the mother still before they're conscious or have memories. That's four different reasons I just listed off. Mm -hmm. um, and that was after he had initially said that he doesn't think abortion is right. And then now this, he 
basically justifies abortion because people have their reasons, just like there were reasons for slavery. Well, no one, does anyone think a mom doesn't have a reason? I mean, like, who thinks that women don't have a reason? Yeah, that's just not a good reason. I mean, even a woman who, let's say she, like, that disgusting theater art of the, where the mom wouldn't have the church services and, like, have abortion happening or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. even that disgusting thing is still a reason. Yeah. The question is, are they justifiable reasons? So, I think his point is, like, kind of irrelevant. Like, of course there's a reason, but that's not what we're asking, right? Right. We're asking, is it right or wrong? All sorts of genocides, atrocities, and injustices that happen, the perpetrators, there, there was a methodology. There was a worldview behind it. These things generally don't just spontaneously pop into existence without any premeditated thought. There's an agenda during the Holocaust or during World War II, the Holocaust was committed because the Jews didn't fit a specific criteria for personhood. Yeah. Essentially. That was a reason. That was a reason. Mm-hmm. Was it a good reason? No, everybody agrees it wasn't. Or everybody should agree that it wasn't. Right. People have reasons for why they do things. Right. Even something like the Rwandan genocide that kind of happens like a powder keg moment where yeah. in three months you have about 900,000 people killed by machetes by their next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. Even with that, it wasn't, and there was a, a was the political leader, I'm not sure if it was president or whatever, but who was killed that kind of was the launch point of this. It wasn't that death that caused the genocide. There was all this racial hatred between the Hutus and Tutsis going back generations yeah. that came in a moment to that killing act, right? So you had something that was a powder keg moment that kicked off the killing, but you had these deep-seated hatreds that led to it. So you're right. Like, there's always something. Mm-hmm. Hitler just decides today, hmm, I'm going to just, you know, spin a, flip a coin and kill someone. And yeah. I guess it'll be the Jews. I guess it'll be people with the special needs, whatever. No, he had this hatred against those who were not helping the war effort, those who were mentally, physically disabled, mm-hmm. those who were Jewish people. He had this deep-seated hatred that he then gave birth to and his genocidal lust. I don't know what yeah. the word is. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point, Seth. Back to the slavery topic, I think that he says it was wrong, but he seems to be okay with it having happened because good, quote-unquote, good came from it. And sure, profit came from it, but I think we we have to make a distinction between good and profit, as Ian did in the clip. Or I I think it was in the clip that he did. No, it should have been. Yeah. So why do we condemn slavery even though profit came from it? Like, this is a really simple question. I I mean, profit doesn't justify enslaving a race of people based on the color of their skin. I mean, this is like great school. In, In the apologetics world or ethics world, this is grade school level stuff mm-hmm. you know elementary school whatever you want to call it it's an easy question to answer yeah what matters more people or money yeah you're exactly yeah. right yeah. we have to understand that no profit we can get from anything is ever worth harming anyone over mm-hmm. that's just really simple and yet that's clearly not the ethic of our culture though right i mean no. it should be but we know planned parenthood is making bank really making yeah. bank on yep. killing people we know there are so many other industries we could talk about that use people for finances, right? So mm-hmm. clearly, again, we see that our ethic is on a collision course with the culture that has moved away from this view of human equality and toward using people. Not that that's a new thing. I right. mean, since Cain killed Abel out of jealousy, right? There's been this animosity and people want to use others. But I think this is an important point you're making, Maggie, that profit, whether it's there or not, is irrelevant. Yes, that's it is true that people made a financial boom off of slavery. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't justify taking someone because they're skin color and saying, therefore, you are less than me and I can own you. Yeah. I think you're right. You're exactly on the point, Maggie. It's a simple answer, Ethan. You're right. But it's still an important one that we have forgotten. Yeah. People matter more than money. Yeah. Yeah. What he said is a twisted kind of reflection of something that we as Christians believe that 
God can bring good out of very terrible situations. Mm. Even in a situation where there is much evil, God can use that evil for his good purposes. But that doesn't mean that we are justified in continuing in that evil as it is going on if we have power to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have Joseph telling his brothers very clearly in the Old Testament, you, my brothers who sold me to slavery, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good, right? So God knew what his brothers were going to do. God had a plan to use this evil act by the brothers to bring good things, which was to uh, have Joseph the seat of power and you know save Israel race. That's a big, longer conversation. But your point is exactly, exactly right, Maggie. Mm-hmm. God can make good out of the evil things we do. doesn't justify us doing evil. Yeah. Joseph's brothers were still wrong, right? All the slave owners were still wrong. Even if God could use slavery for some purpose, that doesn't mean that God was saying, yes, white person, go own a black person. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And if we are doing that, if we are justifying some horrible injustice because good can come from it, I think we're forgetting one very important thing, which is the victim. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a grave error if we're forgetting the victim. Yeah, like this kid would not see a man standing over a black man with his whip in his hand and say, you know what, that's okay. Right, he wouldn't say that. Yeah, he would be able to recognize that that's messed up and should stop, no matter how much money that white man is making off of the labor of that black man who's being forced to work for this white person against his will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some would think that even if they recognize that slavery was wrong, like this kid did, or recognize that abortion is wrong, they would say, in some twisted way, the the good that comes from it kind of outweighs the bad. But whenever there are victims to an injustice, no good that could come from that will ever outweigh the bad. Sometimes there might be instances where good can outweigh the bad of situations and make it worth it. But that would be when people are choosing to make sacrifices themselves. It's not when we're causing other people to be victims. So it, it's perfectly acceptable for us to put ourselves through a, a more difficult time. You could say that's a bad situation in order to preserve the lives of others or protect others Mm -hmm. but that's totally different you know than than causing harm to other people yeah well i have to say there was something else that this kid said before this clip that i thought was so interesting and i didn't want to like bring in a bunch of different clips from the same conversation even though we've done that before but he said earlier in the conversation that the difference between killing a baby inside the womb versus out is that inside it's abortion, outside it's murder, which I think is just so interesting. It's like he sees abortion and murder as two very separate, distinct categories, whereas we would recognize that abortion is a subset of the category murder. Well, I want to ask him, how do you know it's murder killing the baby outside the womb, right? Yeah. I mean, we know it's killing, but how do you know it's actually murder? How do you know it's killing innocent people? I think it's because, well, you have a young human who's done nothing wrong. Okay. What about before the birth? Young human, done nothing wrong. Seems like the same kind of thing to me, right? Yeah. So going back to how he said there was some financial good that came out of slavery. And so there was some good that came out of this evil that made it maybe slightly less evil, if that's what he's saying. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of how our view of humans and how valuable humans are should inform form our actions we take and how we treat humans not the other way around it's a idea i've kind of been tossing back and forth in my head it's sort of always there in the background i think in our conversations but something i've just been trying to dive a little bit deeper into and i think this kind of plays into it a little bit like in the issue of rape it's wrong to murder human beings because they're valuable so even though rape is a difficult situation it doesn't justify 
murdering human a human being mm, because so all we, human beings are valuable. So even though it is harder, it, you have to make yeah. a more difficult choice to navigate those circumstances. That is what we should do because all human beings are valuable. And so it takes some options off the table. Yeah, we have I'm to start at the correct starting point. If we're starting with the situation, then we're going to end up victimizing some people. So we have to start with that. It kills human beings. Yeah. Right. Or like before you can answer if it's wrong to kill human beings, you have to know what a human is, what you think mm -hmm. about the human. Yes. So like almost as a leading question, rather than what do you think about abortion? What is a human? What does it mean to be human? <laughs> the uh, next uh, <laughs> daily What is a woman? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, going back to the clip then, Ethan. So I think your point is that he was flipping things on the head, right? So you mm -hmm. would say we ought to first understand what a human is. Yeah. And that will lead to how we should treat them. But he's looking at, well, did we get good consequences from this action? And therefore that reflects on the action itself of slavery being yes. right or wrong. So he's flipping on its head. Yeah. This is, as you referred to before, just a mistaken ethical development, right? Mm -hmm. You don't begin with the action. You begin with what kind of a being are we talking about? So I think you're really on the right track. I think that's a good point for anyone who's gonna face this question in the future, slavery or whatever the issue may be. You just have to know not only what is the thing, but also what that means, right? So mm -hmm. we know what a human being is biologically, but there's more to us than that. We know that there is reasons that we matter, that we have value, and we understand this because God made us in his image. And that that knowledge, the theology of who we are as beings made by God will inform the actions are justifiable or not to other human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes, inform our actions. There it is, there it is. That's that's All what right. I was Make it a hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag inform our actions. Do it on Instagram. There it is. All right. Well, uh, that's a good way to finish up the episode because we are on Instagram and you should go follow us at debrief with us. And since I did the outreach highlight, I'm punting the ending to Ethan. Okay. I will do my best. I think this is just a good conversation that talks about we need to have an understanding of human beings and their value and how all human beings are created equal by God before we start talking about what is an acceptable way to treat human beings. Because if we are valuable, if we are created in the image of God, then no matter how much profit you may make off of abortion or slavery, that does not justify those. So that's kind of what I gathered from the episode. Leave us a five-star review, follow us on Instagram, and debrief with us next time.